world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Well, the weather outside is frightful, and the snow is sure delightful. But if you've got nowhere to go, I'm off key. Let it snow, let it blow, let it whatever it is. I don't know what it's like where you are, but it's, first of all, you know this. We don't have any heat, my wife and I, so I'm dressed a little bit warm here today. Now, wait a minute, we do We do have a gas fire fireplace, so a gas fireplace is keeping us warm. But there's no heat in our house. I'm down here in, in my multi-million dollar studio where there's no heat because the part hasn't come in yet. So uh, uh, the weather outside's frightful. We got a, I don't know, really, really strong winds. Probably, I don't know how much, they're really strong. It looks like we got maybe not much, couple, three inches of snow. People have it a lot worse than we do. But I've been dreaming of a white, white Christmas. And I was just pondering here before we went on the air. <clears throat> Excuse me. By the way, communion, get yourself some elements. I was just pondering today how many people are stranded in airports. I was stranded in one last weekend. You know, I spent spent the night in the airport two weekends ago, whenever it was. <clears throat> can you can you imagine what America's airports are like? Can, can you imagine about people trying to make it's all cross? You know, it's all across America. It's I saw today wind wind chill of twenty one in Miami. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy, right? By the way, this is a weather manipulation. Now, I'm not going to talk about that here today, but. It, this is this has been done to us on purpose, and and uh, so um, Christmas Eve is upon us. You know, here's here's a little bit of a dilemma. I, I want to kind of talk about this a little bit. Although, look, I want to be kind of lighthearted today. I could dig, I could dig some into some stuff that make make you really really violently angry. But I'm, I want to try to end on kind of a good day. Here's here, how about this one, boys and girls. Really, uh, I don't believe. I believe. Uh, <clears throat> I believe the celebration of Christmas is pagan, at least the way that we've done it. And as I've done some research on it, I, uh, you know, it's it was designed to be around December twenty first. The was that the equinox? Is that that's no, that's not the equinox. That's the winter solstice. So it was designed to be around the shortest day of the year, December twenty first. Uh, the roots of that's that's the roots of Christmas. And Saint Nicholas and yada yada yada. We know we know all that stuff. <clears throat> And uh, there's not a one of us here that can make the argument that Jesus Christ was born December 25th, probably September, probably. We, we don't know, but uh, we've been celebrating for a long time a pagan holiday, just like Easter. Come on, can we be friends here and relax? Can we just be friends and relax a little bit? <clears throat> but at the same time, Easter is one of the times when America turns their eye to Jesus, eyes to Jesus. The birth. Uh, the birth of that little uh, little baby in a manger tonight, and then the resurrection at Easter. Even though the holidays are pagan, uh, 
Are those an opportunity for us to use as ministry opportunities with our, with our friends and our family? As we you say, well, we don't do Christmas. We're not doing Christmas. Well, okay, I get that. But you're really missing a, you're re- missing a really, really good family opportunity, I think, from my, from my standpoint. And I think I told you the other day, I'm so proud of our daughters uh, and, and our eight grandchildren, nine, Zach, Zach and Adrian having, having a 10th actually coming. Uh, they, they don't teach Santa Claus and ho-hos and ding-dongs. and they, they don't teach their children that. And they have at the center of the Christmas celebration the birth of the birth of the Savior Jesus Christ, and our 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 grandkids know that. So it's, it's, I'm I'm conflicted, but because for most of the world, most of the known world, even though it's a pagan holiday, the focus upon Jesus Christ is greater at this time than any other time. And so, what we have to ask ourselves as, as Christians: How can we not take part in the pagan Christmas thing, and at the same time? Honor Jesus Christ in the midst. How can we invade this pagan holiday and turn it to good? And I want you to know this: I'm beyond guilt. I don't. I don't get guilty. I don't feel guilty anymore about celebrating Christmas. I don't feel guilty. I. I don't think the Lord's angry at me because I try to make us. I'm talking about us, our family, because we try to make Christmas about celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ. If if there's if if we knew when the day was, I would do it in September. If that's when it really was, I'd do I would do it then, because there is some. See, when it's when we allow Christmas to be about pagan things, I, I think I think we're in trouble. But I also want you to know this: that to the lost world, hear me now, hear me with spirit ears. To the lost world, when you say we don't celebrate Christmas, gone. That may make us feel good, and that may be biblical. But to the lost world, and everybody's always talking about wanting to get people saved, to the lost world, do you have any idea how how stupid that sounds? Everybody celebrates Christmas. They put Christmas lights on the courthouse. And then we say, well, we don't celebrate it. See, we have to be really, look, I'm treading a fine line here. I understand that, okay? Treading a fine line. But the reality of it is, the devil has done a great job of to the lost world of making Christians to be against everything fun. Can somebody give me an amen? Can somebody give me an amen? We're against Easter eggs. We're against Christmas trees. We're against Santa Claus. We're against every. We're against everything. We're against everything. We sound like a bunch of humorless bastards, don't we? Well, I, I, yes. whether or not that's true, that see, they don't understand, folks. Listen. They don't understand this. Do you understand? Do you realize that? That the lost world, I'm talking about me. When I was lost, I did not understand those crazy Christians. I didn't understand it. And I also understand that the Bible says that we're peculiar. We should look peculiar, right? Right? But there's nothing worse than pucker face Christians, Christianity, that aren't allowed to have any fun. You, you with me? So uh, I think it's a great opportunity for us. To again, as the old saying goes, somebody's texting me that the reason for the season. What's the reason for the season? What is, thanks, Lorna. What's the reason for the season? Well, when we make it about the, the birth of, uh, of our Savior and explain to people what that really means, I think it's a great opportunity to invade a pagan holiday. 
Now, I'm not trying to start a fight here. You're allowed to disagree with me, but I want you to know that from, from my perspective, it is, it is in our family. We had our family get together last, uh, last week. <clears throat> Can I tell you the truth? I don't even talk to some of those people all year long. I, I have nothing. They're my family and I have no, nothing in common. My extended family. You understand what I'm talking about? I talk to my wife, my kids, right? But it's the one time at Christmas that everybody lays down their swords against each other and try to come together and eat a meal without fighting with one another. Are you what you, you understand? So I think it's, I think from that standpoint, it's the perspective. We have to be careful about the participation in the pagan events that go along with Christian, the pagan events, Christmas, <clears throat> the pagan events that go along with Easter. <clears throat> I, know, I know it doesn't settle well for some of you. <clears throat> I, know, I know it doesn't. I'm, I'm going to tell you this from my own conscience. I don't think the Lord's mad that I'm celebrating his birth with my family, teaching my family what the advent, the birth of our Savior. I don't think, I don't think it makes the Lord mad. I really don't. I think it's all the commercialization and everything that goes along with it. When I get my fingers tied in the midst of that, then I think we. So, well, I, I picked a, I picked a scab right there. Didn't didn't mean to pick it. But I think I think it's important. Before we get into it, I'm going to have Myra pray, and I'm going to have Joe lead us in communion. <clears throat> Which, by the way, we don't know when this really got started either, do we? Hmm. Because doesn't the Catholic Church tell us, by the way, that's where they started. This is the actual body and blood. It's the actual body. Transubstantiation. Mm -hmm. So we can pick and pick and pick a a lot of our traditions. Uh, We do a lot of things. Me, I'm talking about. I do a lot of things that probably are pagan. I haven't realized it. And I certainly don't want to advance the kingdom of darkness. I want to invade it. I want to be able to minister to those in Christmas season who are lost. But what the real meaning of Christian of Christmas is. With me? Making sense? Myra, go ahead and pray us in. And then uh, it'll be kind of open phones today. We'll, uh, flea flicker. I'll, I, got, I got a couple things I want to share with you, but we'll open it up. Go ahead, Myra, and then Jill. Yes, Coach. Good morning, Harold. How are we doing? The reading Good. today, great. The reading today is going to be from Psalm 5, 9 through 12. It is written. For there is no faithfulness in their mouth. Their inward part is very wickedness. Their throat Mm. is an open sect. Sepulchre, sepulchre, an opening. They flatter, thank you, coach. They flatter with their tongue. They throw out them, oh God. What? I thought we're supposed to pray for them. Go ahead. (laughs) Oh God, let them fall by their own consoles. That's right. Let them, but says in Psalm 55, I think. Uh, let them dig a ditch and fall in it. Let them roll a hill up, rock up a hill, and have it roll back on them. I think it's Psalm fifty-five, right? Destroy them, O God! Let us let them fall by their own counsels and advice. Go ahead. 
cast them out in the multitude of their transgressions, for they have rebelled against thee. Amen. But let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy. Amen. Because thou defendest them. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. Amen. For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor will thou compass him as with a shield. Favor is all over me today. Favor is all over us today. Favor will compass. That means encompass. That means wrap around. Favor will encompass us as a shield. I pray that, Lord. I pray that that hedge of protection, Psalm 91, over our family, over our loved ones, over everyone associated with this, your hedge of protection. To those of us who dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Lord, if we step out of that secret place, we understand we can get whacked. But if we're dwelling under that secret place, we ask that you would cover us with your with that shield. Go ahead, Myra. Yes, Coach. Thank you for praying. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to Coach Dave Haddle, and we open our hearts to you. I unleash resurrection power, love, joy, and grace on you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hey, Joe, before we do communion, <clears throat> before we do communion, <clears throat> uh, go to the second, uh, go to uh, a holy night. Because I, I want you to, <clears throat> I want you to, this is a Christmas song. I want you to know if this is a pagan holiday, which I, it is, I want you to know, I, I watched this earlier today and tears came to my eyes. When I felt the spirit of God fall as these guys were singing. And if we don't think that we can use the enemy's weapon against him, we're confused. I'm not celebrating Christmas. I'm celebrating the birth of our Savior. Go ahead and play this. It's Amen. About, it's, a, it's, about, it's about five minutes. But you tell me whether there or not there's an anointing on the birth of our Savior. Go ahead, and then Joe will do communion.
Amen. Amen. powerful huh that's powerful hey folks listen it really was a christmas eve it really was one there there was a babe wrapped in a manger there were wise men who visited him it was there was a night when the savior of the world was birthed and unfortunately like everything else We've had our holiday captured. You see that? Do you see that? It's not that, it doesn't matter. The pagans grabbed Christmas Eve. They grabbed Christmas. They grabbed Christmas Hall. They stole it from us again. But we cannot deny the birth of our Savior on a, in a manger because there was no room for him in the end. The birth of a king in a stable. No matter how much you hate Christmas and hate the paganism of him and the pre- and the presents and all the stuff that goes along with it, the reality of it is there was a holy night. There was a silent night. It's an opportunity for us in the midst of this pagan lost world for us to openly and easily declare that message to the lost world. You know, I'm, look, we celebrate Christmas, but not the way that the world does. Does that make sense? I'm not going to let the world dictate how I can celebrate the birth of my Savior. Now, wait a minute. Amen. Maybe it's the wrong day. I don't know the day. But today that they've designated, it's like uh, the 4th of July. It's like they've designated that as Memorial Day. 
This is when we celebrate Jesus Christ. And I'm not, I won't, I'm not gonna apologize for it. As long as you're teaching the, your children, it's about sacrifice. But the savior of the world who came to die, the greatest gift ever given to man was, was Christmas Eve, whenever that was. And uh, we as we need to re-Christianize it, not avoid it and give it over to the enemy. It's a great, in my opinion, great ministry opportunity. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, that song, you, that, that song, what man? Yeah, I mm-hmm. was just, I was just add to this. Not um, that a, not just a king was born in a manger, but the king of all kings of everything on this earth and every other place in these universes was born in that major amen joe and and hey dude not not only that we cannot deny that the idea of christmas is right out of the bible <laughs> not the celebration of it not not the paganism part of it but the idea of a holy night when our savior was born we have to reclaim that. Say, so how do you do that? It's paganism, right? Well, I'm going to Christianize Christmas again. That's what I. That's what I think we should do. Well, yeah. If if I I found that there's some verses in the Old Testament that basically are foundational to Christmas. Um, so you know that amazing prophet, who of course they didn't treat very well, and uh, in the end, did they? Isaiah. Uh, <laughs> Isaiah 9, 6, and 7, please, to start out, and then I'll move us on one more. Amen. Let me ask you this. My wife and I, we just, as I said, we celebrated with our extended family the other night. And uh, some of them are walking with the Lord, and some of them aren't walking with the Lord. But uh, we had a family tradition, not Hank Williams' family tradition, but we had a family tradition when my mom was alive, my dad was alive, and we all got along a little bit better, we would always sing the doxology. We would pray and sing the doxology as a family. We would circle around, join hands, and sing, praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. We would always sing that as a family. And the other night, when we were doing our pagan Christian celebration, before we ate, we circled up and grabbed arms. And I looked around, hands, you don't grab arms. I looked around the room. In my mind, I'm wondering, is Callie, is he serving the Lord? Is she serving the Lord? Is he, as I'm looking around, not judging, just are they? And then out of nowhere, my nephew Peter said, let's sing the doxology. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I could have said, bah humbug. No, we're not celebrating Christmas here. But see, something about the true reality of Christmas touched him. So we got to be careful. 
It's about how you celebrate it, in my opinion. Go ahead, Joe. Okay. For unto us a, a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. The Mighty God. The Everlasting Father. The Prince of Peace. Boy, that's some names there, ain't it, bud? Huh? That's some names. Yeah. That ain't Santa Claus and Ho Ho and Rudolph and Ding Dongs. <laughs> right? And so I, we gotta I, make Christmas. We gotta make Christmas about that. See? About that's what Christmas is about. Yeah, it's a lot bigger than an earthly king. Amen. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with wow. justice wow. and from henceforth, from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Amen on that one, buddy. Ooh. Now if we can move to John 1, 14 to 17. Uh, John 1. Yeah. No, not first John. John 1. John 1. John 1. John 1. You're on John 14. John 1. There you go. Perfect. To 17. 14, please. <clears throat> there. It's early, but more early for me than you. <laughs> And the word was made flesh. On Christmas Eve, right? All right, Joe. The word was yes. made flesh on Christmas, right? Yes. Huh? Christmas didn't create the Lord. The Lord created the idea of Christmas. Okay, go ahead. And dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory as the only begotten of our of the Father. Full of grace and truth. Mm. John bare witness of him and cried, saying, this was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me. Wow. He was before me. Wow. And of his fullness have we all received, and grace for grace. Amen. Amen. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. That's powerful, man. Now, for the community, can we go to Matthew 26, 26 to 29, please? <clears throat> Let's reclaim Christmas, folks. Let's reclaim Christmas. Uh, now, uh, I'll say a little prayer for us. Dear Holy Father, dear Jesus, we are joined here together by the amazing technology that you've given us that we may do things now that would have seemed more than impossible just a few years ago, much less back in the days when our Lord came to sacrifice himself for us. So with these miraculous, amazing earthly machines, we are now worshiping you here. Going back to that day, Two millennia ago, when, every, when you so loved the world 
that you gave your only begotten Son, that whosoever of us that may believe in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. And Lord, we really can't fathom or understand that, but we appreciate it and we are grateful beyond, beyond our ability to be grateful. And we ask that you forgive us of our transgressions as we examine ourselves and bring us cleansed into your sight. We ask that you guide us in these challenging times we find ourselves in, in this world that has forgotten where from whence things come, forgotten the foundation stones of integrity, of love, of fairness, of justice. And we ask that you help us to keep our faith and to use what you have restored to us that most churches do not even teach us about the authority that was restored to us that we will need shortly in these coming days. And so, Lord, thank you for all this and bless this bread and this wine or drink that we have that represents your body and your blood that you shed for us. And be with us, with us as we are with our families together or perhaps separated, but with them in our hearts in this Christmas celebration and with our friends and loved ones. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Um, Amen. And, as were, and as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the divine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And we say Merry Christmas. Amen. 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 Merry Christmas, Joe. Amen. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, did anybody feel the anointing of O Holy Night other than me? Anybody feel that anointing? Yes, I felt Amen. it. Huh? Amen. It, it is about Christmas. Christmas is about Christ. It is. And it's the pagan traditions that we celebrate that are an affront. Not the, not the birth of the Savior. Jesus is the reason for the season. How trite that comment is. But it's important. If we if we threw away Christmas, there would be a lot of people that would never be introduced to the Savior. You understand that, don't you? So we gotta be careful what we what we hope for. Janine, come on in then, Dale. Okay. Um... Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Can I say, can I say that? <laughs> you know exactly what I'm going to say, don't you, Dave? I don't know exactly. I sort of know, though. <laughs> uh, 
you know, I, I'm one that celebrated Christmas just far beyond probably anybody did because I loved it so. But when I realized how pagan it was over 25 years ago, I did stop, and it's been great. My family knows that the most important <clears throat> get-togethers <clears throat> excuse me, at our house are Passover and Tabernacles. And we take great pride in doing that, and we make it quite... Um, a celebration for both and he don't he never told us to celebrate his birth but he did tell us to do exactly what you just did and that was taking the uh passover now um uh let's see here you said the song said there was no room in the end in for christ spiritually speaking that particular um passage if you think of it as the in as the churches out there Christ had no part in them because they were pagan. It says, touch not the unclean thing and um, uh, have no fellowship with darkness. So, you know, I don't come down on anyone who wants to do it, but I'm saying think about it. And I've never seen anybody really that sticks with the Lord after Christmas, but they do stick with him as they see us walk with him daily and um they you know like my mother before she died she says i because she wasn't uh she was catholic and she's um said to me i want what you have and at Mm. that point i was able to minister to her and i hope i will see her in heaven we had communion in that so think about it so janine here's what i would say there's no room in the end there you go there's no room in the inn, <laughs> right? This is where he lives. This is where he lives. And we don't have any room for him in there. Bless you, Dale. Well, brother, let me tell you what what you just finished with before Janine came in. You said some people. Brother, I was one of them people. I remember I got saved in 1989 in the Christmas season, and I got baptized on Christmas Eve. Mm. Had that not happened, brother, I wouldn't be talking to you. We wouldn't have that church. We wouldn't have had that 26-foot cross above the Georgia Guidestones. We wouldn't have had the host church for the Tony Spell cases. It might have been somebody else, but we, we wouldn't have this friendship. You wouldn't have king cakes on your table. Uh, but here's the thing about here's the thing about this. You know and I know, yes, it's a pagan holiday, but what the enemy is intended for evil, God. God, he just takes the smartness of man and makes him dumb and foolish. There's yep, no doubt. Yep. No, we understand. Amen. That Jesus, Jesus was not born on Christmas Day. But, see, it's the most pro-life message in the world. Because if we know that Jesus was born in September, come on, women, help me out. Go back nine months. Guess what you get? Three weeks into December, the conception, the miracle. Yep, that's right. Jesus wasn't born in a manger, but he was conceived in the womb where life begins. And who was the first one to recognize that life? While it was another unborn baby, John the Baptist, who left and then what? Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit at that presence. Brother, this is an incredible time, an incredible time. It's an awesome time to minister and to witness to people that life begins in the womb and the creation. So Dale, Dale, as Janine said, they can't want what I have if they're not around me to see what I have. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. You know, and, and those in the queue know that the, over the past two days, I have baked and made 35 different incredible trays. You know why? It's about creating the gift. And that's what God did. He was the cre- He came into the earth. And so 
the paganness of it. I get it, but you're right, brother. This is an incredible opportunistic time to minister to people who have let down that haughty guard. Amen. And Dale, we're going to be celebrating ours with a king cake, brother. (laughs) Dale sent me a king cake. If you guys never had a king cake. Yeah, I I mean, I've seen the two texts. I didn't open them. I figured that's what they were. We can hear you. We can hear you, Rochelle. Roger, go. Dave, I've always find it interesting that but for the Christmas retail sales, <laughs> most stores would never be able to stay open. It, it always has fascinated me that uh, the birth of Christ, be it December or whatever, celebrating yeah. December, retail sales, without them, there would not be a retail industry because they. this is when they make their money. So, Roger, I walked into JCPenney yesterday. Yes, I was getting Michelle present. I walked into J.C. Penny. As soon as I walked in the door, everywhere I looked, fifty percent off, fifty percent off. Everywhere I looked, which tells me Christmas hasn't been very good. I think we'll no, find out. No, it, it, but think about that: the birth, the celebration of our son's, our Savior's birth, is the most commercialized event and is needed for the businesses to stay in business. It, Amen. It's funny. Amen. Amen. Paul, Doctor Paul, and Clay. It's going to be weird, but when I was a kid, I viewed Christmas as the only day I didn't get beat. Um, (laughs) I'm kind of serious there, Coach. So um, how I view Christmas now, uh, Herod knew Christ was to be born through astrology in the pagans. Um, The wise men knew him to be born through the Holy Spirit, and he bought them. uh, myrrh, frankincense, and gold, which was for healing. It wasn't for his financial security. And the apostles uh, spread his word through healing, which is what we're all called to do. I just happen to be in a position to make that happen in the material sense. You all have that ability to do that in a spiritual sense. And I hope you guys all realize that. God bless you, and you all have a Merry Christmas. Amen. Amen. Bless you, Paul. Clay, come on in, then uh, Mike. Well, Coach, unfortunately, uh, Christmas time is one of the only times of the entire year that anybody shows love to each other. Or, I mean, really, the, the kind of love that we should be showing every day. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think a lot of times the reason people still celebrate Christmas in the way that we do or we were raised and putting the, the gifts under the tree and giving them out is because we feel guilty for not doing what we're supposed to be doing all year long. That's true. So if we were to if we were to start uh, giving people the love and the presents and the gifts that we want to express to them all year, then we wouldn't feel it necessary to put the Christmas presents under the tree and we could we could focus more on Jesus. And if we if we represent Christmas in the way it should be represented all year long, then when Christmas comes around, they they'll say, "Well, he does that every he does that all year long." Amen. No, I'm 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 with you. I'm with you. Amen. Again, it's the approach, right? It's the approach. I could I could start uh, for the religious folks out there, and I don't mean this towards anybody at all. Would it be okay if my family? celebrated Christmas December 30th. Would you guys have trouble with that? 
Say, listen, we're not going to celebrate that pagan holiday. We're going to do it December 30th. We're not going to take part in that. It's the intent of the heart, isn't it? It's the intent of the heart. And uh, I agree, man. The Santa Claus, the ho-hos, the ding-dongs, the sleigh bells, all that, I, I get all that. It's all commercialized. And it goes right back to what Roger said. They commercialize it so they can make money off of it. And because they make money off of it and they make it all, the average person, Rochelle, I bet, says, uh, she starts thinking in August, well, I'll just get him that for Christmas because she knows it's something that he needs. But rather than spending the money now, she'll wait and get it to Christmas because that's the way that's the way we, we've been programmed, right? So that's why the Christmas season is so expensive. Everybody's been waiting all year to buy that special thing that they normally wouldn't buy. So I'll get it for him. My wife told me that to kind of bless me this morning. She, she, she apologized to me, my sweet little wife. She said, I wanted to get you a tiny house. What are those things called? One of the tiny. She said, I wanted to get you one of those tiny houses, but I, it just didn't work out. She was sad that she didn't get it for me. Really, she wanted me, she wanted me to uh, have a place to put my junk that everybody wouldn't see it. So, so really, it was a present for her, I think. But I, but I, I received it in her heart, right? She said she'd been thinking about it for months to get it for me for Christmas because that's when it'd be okay to spend money, right? You with me? Mike McKee, come on in. Hey, Coach, yesterday on uh, Lou Rockwell, uh, Judge Napolitano had an excellent piece on Christmas. You know, what if, sort of one of those scenarios, what if all this is true? And it is true, as you just said. That's an excellent read. I would go read it if you get to Lou Rockwell was either yesterday or the day before. Lou Rockwell, L-E-W, Lou, L-E-W, Rockwell, LouRockwell.com. There's a lot of good stuff there. It's a, he's a, Lou Rockwell is what they call a, uh, uh, one of those guys called, uh, Ron Paul was one of them. Libertarian. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. He was a libertarian. And so as a website, lourockwell.com. It has a lot of good stuff on it, for sure. Rochelle then Glenn. Hey, good morning, team. Um, thanks, Coach. I, I want to go back for a second to what Dale had hit on. And um, that study of Jesus being born in September, they actually put it on September 11th. It goes back, if you, it, I think it's in the book of Luke, right there in the beginning of Luke. Um, let me find it. In the time of Herod, In the time of Herod, king of Judah, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abadiah. Anyway, these divisions, there were 24 of them. And scholars from this info have broken down when um, Zechariah would have been performing his duties in the temple. And the reason that's important to Jesus's birth is because that's when an angel visited Zechariah and said that your wife, Elizabeth, is going to have a baby. And that's where we get the date so that we can know six months prior to her, Elizabeth, giving birth, Mary visits Elizabeth, baby jumps in the womb, just like Dale describes, acknowledges the king. And, you know, later, you know, they do these dates so that they put his birth at September 11th. Now, could that be wrong? It could be. But if that's true, then what Dale said is correct. His conception could have very well been the end of December. 
And I think it's just like God to do that to the enemy. Take something that they have twisted and he tweaks it and makes it something glorious. So even if you think it might not be his his birthday, um, maybe you can just take a little comfort in knowing it is his conception day, which is even more of a miracle. How about this, though? To the lost world, it's okay to talk about Jesus at Christmas. (laughs) Take advantage of it. (laughs) Take advantage of it. Don't say, oh, we don't, we don't talk about that. <laughs> We're way too religious to talk about that. Right? We have to be careful. Right. It's a great opportunity for us. Bless you, uh, Rochelle. How cold is it down there, Rochelle? Because they said it's going to get below freezing in Florida, is it? It's not cold yet, but it's coming. It's coming. And if I look out my window, it's heading that way, yeah, for sure. Joe, Joe Carico, he's the only guy safe out there in California. Glenn, come on in. Oh, um, you say... No, I was just talking about it. You're not getting hit with it. Chad's getting cold. Everybody's getting cold, but not out there on the West Coast. We're hoping you guys just fall off the edge anyway. Go ahead. Who did I call in? Well, it's a, it's a little brisk here in uh, Columbus, uh, yeah. minus four, as I checked uh, about an hour ago. And I, I think it's going to drop to minus nine before it gets warmer. So Yeah, with, uh, the, wind, with the wind blowing, man, about yeah. 30 miles an hour. Yeah. Um, well, good morning, everybody. I um, – you know, we still send out Christmas cards, but what what we're doing now is we're sending out Christmas cards with scripture verses on it because um, it, it is the one time of the year where people are more open to God. They're more open to the gospel, and uh, so I, I think it's a I think it's a good way to um, yep. to share to share Christ with people. You can yeah. do it through people that you don't talk to every day. You Amen. can still get the word of you know out to people by sending out Christmas cards, you know, and maybe you write a little note in there. Uh, so that's what that's the approach that we're taking now. Uh, no, just use, a thought. Yep, use this as an opportunity, Glenn. And by, by the way, when you just said that, Glenn, I went. Um, how, what the heck happened here? Let's get rid of it. I went on uh, the weather map, weather map, and I pulled up. There, you all can see minus six degrees. There you go. Minus six. Wind blowing, cold. <laughs> uh, Jack, come on in. Yeah, just a just a thought on gifts and giving and all that stuff. Um, there's a, a good train of thought and some interesting research that says that what the the wise men brought when they actually brought it was Daniel's treasure, which is how they funded Christ's ministry. I mean, there's a we never hear about him, you know getting a paycheck we know he was a carpenter he had a trade but he had a fund set up so that the ministry could go on without him having to pound nails all day yeah can you imagine jesus building your garage <laughs> yeah that's what i built our garage hey honey you remember him he put that addition oh, I, on <laughs> I can imagine him building a garage by waving his hand not getting out the <laughs> hammer and nails <laughs> yeah we do dehumanize him in a lot of ways don't we we really do. Amen. Uh, Dave Allison, come on in, Dave. Merry Christmas Hello. up here in Michigan. You're probably colder than us. Yes, yeah, it's, it's chilly here. Hey, I got a granddaughter. Her birthday is at the end of uh, November. And she told her mom, she says, Mom, I, I, I don't want to have my birthday in November. I want to go to the park. I want to have fun. I want to go play and <laughs> ride bicycles. I'll have that good stuff. And she told her, Olivia, you're exactly right. We're celebrating her life, and it doesn't really matter the day. So she says, absolutely. So July, they had a big shebang, 
And that kid was happy as a lark. Do you think it mattered to her that she didn't have a birthday party on the day she was born? Absolutely not. It's all yeah. about celebrating the life. And the day really is just, we happen to set a day aside for it. And whether it's the right day or not, it's it's what happened that we're celebrating. Amen. I, 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 I can't agree more. And I think it's a fine, it's a real fine line. You know, it's a real fine line. Like Christmas trees in the, in the uh, auditorium, Christmas trees in the, Mm, up on the altar, mm. I scratched my head a little bit on that one. But there's a lot of other stuff that goes up on that altar that I don't say much about. Right? They put homosexuals up on that altar too, don't they? Yeah, they sure do. Joe Carrico, come on in, Joe, and then, uh, then Dale again. Um, it's just to comment a bit, add to what Rochelle was saying. Um, my understanding is that in China, your conception day is your birth is a birthday they celebrate and so this is another one where the god has twisted it back on the enemy saying ha ha 300 million yep. chinese christians in secret are celebrating christmas huh. on the chinese birthday <laughs> joe you mean uh, you mean jesus in american um no i don't think he has passport coach Oh, I'd like to see them ask for it at the border. <laughs> Maybe Jesus was Chinese. Could that have been? Go ahead, Dale. Come on in. Well, brother, I'm going to flip my camera around. I want to show you this. This um, uh, I got to get oh, to Dale. Dale. Yeah, there we go. Look, folks, mm. this th- now, coach, this is nice. Okay, so this we've already given out like 12 trays, but. Each tray, you're talking about that opportunity. Now, this is this is the key. Watch this. This is my Christmas card that I give to everybody. Give me a second. It's worth it. Watch this. The royal document and the birth. And look, it turns into the birth certificate. Every single wow. one of these trays that I give out to everybody, my neighbors, my friends, to the church, brother, it goes. I mean, when do you get to give that kind of opportunity to people, right? right? Once again, it is an open door, an opportunity to what? To minister the gospel. I love you, brother. We didn't get the cards in time. I wanted to send a, send you one, but I will send you one. That is so cool. Yeah, so I would good. like to see, because Michelle Whoa. will do that next year. She'll do that next year. Those are really good. <clears throat> that's a that's a really, 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 really good idea. So again, instead of us being bah humbug about Christmas and we're too Christian and we're too religious, <clears throat> look at the opportunity that we have. What are, you, what are you teaching your children? That's critical. What are you teaching your children? And I hear people, look, I'm just telling you the truth, right? I hear people complain more about the celebration of Christmas while they send their kids to public schools. The same Christians who complain that we have commercialized Christmas send their kids to government schools. So it's selective outrage in my mind. And like everything else, it's always the intent of the heart, is it not? It's always the intent of the heart. So let me end up here today with a kind of a lighthearted thing, if I can. Let's see. Where are we? I got off that page. Pull up for me. Whoops, I hit the wrong button. How about that one? That's not it. This ought to do it. That isn't it. Where is that? that isn't it? Oh, I gotta go over here. I'm on the wrong page here. Pull up for me. Where is this? Coach, what'd you do? Bear with me. There it is. Pull up uh oh no, that's not it. Where is it? Where is it? Uh oh, 
I know I got it here. Somebody talk a minute. How can I be so screwed up here? Oh, I know what it is. I know. Hey, hey uh, pull up. No. Huh. Somebody talk. I okay, I will. Go. This is uh, this is real simple to do. You know, we have Christmas, and it's always been viewed as Christ's birth, but most of us know that he was born sometime in September. I mean, you don't have flocks running around in wintertime. That's okay? right. That's right. You don't have the government doing a, a census in the winter. <laughs> that, that don't work either. Yeah. Okay. But this was Christ's conception time. So I call it Christ's conception celebration. Amen. I can live with that too. With that. Okay. Biden, did you know? Pull that up there for me. Let's end on let's end on a happy note here. Biden, did you know? <clears throat> you love the Babylon, Babylon B. Babylon B. <clears throat> Biden, did you know that your policies would drive us underwater? Biden, did you know that your policies would trans our sons and daughters? Did you know that your policies will punish what is true? The church that you subscribe to does not subscribe to you. Biden, did you know? Biden, did you know that your baby boy made shady deals in Ukraine? Biden, did you know that your baby boy loves Parmesan and cocaine? Did you know that you shouldn't touch these women like you do? When you sniff that little girl's hair, it's borderline me too. The wall will cease, the debt increase, and the dead. Biden, did you know that your policies would one day rule the nation? Did you know that your policies make Herod's reign seem bland? One day you'll have to answer to the great in the chat please uh, 
We can laugh a little bit at Christmas here, can't we? We can laugh a little. Jeff Klein, come on in quickly. Coach, we got a kid across the street from me at Speedway Gas Station, 30 years old. His name's Todd. Been talking with him for a couple months. Good kid. Their dad was in there Tuesday afternoon and got chatting with him. Found out he's he grew up in a church, been off drugs a little while, but he said, well, I was baptized. I said, you born again? He said, what's that? So we chatted for a few minutes, and I took him back over that little book of John, the gospel, living in Christ. I said, now, buddy, I said, I'll tell you what. I'm willing to share with you. And I talked for a few minutes about having some brothers around him. And I said, let's get together. I wrote my number in that book. I said, let's get together because he's working Christmas Eve day and Christmas. I said, my number's in there. We'll get together at breakfast or something. I said, we'll discuss this and get this taken care of. And boy, he had a big grin on his face. He said, I'll text you. I said, all right. I said, I don't care if it's Christmas Eve morning. I'll come meet with you, buy you breakfast, and we'll chat. Mm-hmm. So Amen. Tuesday night after we all got down there, I told him on the garage, pray for Todd across the street. And I said, if you can, on your, when you leave this parking lot, pull in over there and go and say hi to Todd. Pastor Matt did and a few others and all. He loved it. He said, man, they come in and said hi to me. It just, he was all smiles. You know what I mean? Receptive. Amen. Amen. Hey, folks, listen. Sadly, we worry about Christmas and the church and all that, and, and for a good, good reason. But do you understand really and truly, how few church-going Christians can articulate the gospel. You really understand that? You really understand how people who have gone to church their whole lives cannot clearly articulate the gospel to bring somebody to salvation? That's the great tragedy of the church, not Christmas, not ho-hos and ding-dongs and sleigh bell ringing and ding-ding-dingling. That's not the great, great Sadness, I guess, in the church is that those in the church don't even know the gospel. <laughs> Can't even share the gospel. Don't even know what it means to be salt and light. That's a greater challenge in my, in my mind. Hey, God bless you. Have a great weekend. And uh, stay warm. Oh, See you oh, Monday morning. Oh, Merry Christmas.